basically. We're all suffering together. We're all suffering together. Well, fortunately, you're listening to Unanimous Indecision. That's right where we're starting, you know. You can uh, suffer with us. You can suffer with us. Ian, I'm going to trouble you to move your mic back just a little bit more. But Man. we're going to keep going anyways because this is oh. Unanimous Indecision and this is a high production there operation. No uh, Very good. Uh but yeah, Ian and I are just talking about uh, what we miss about college, which doesn't amount to much. So uh, we decided, as you can tell by the title, to rewatch a movie that many people consider to be the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Casablanca. Justice League. Justice League. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait. The greatest movie of all time. Yeah, no, we watched Casablanca. Uh, and actually, for me, this was my first watch. I have It's been on my list for a long time now. And uh, you talked to me and you were like, hey, want to uh, watch this movie? And I was like, well, yes. Yes, I do. Can you cross it off the list? So uh, I went into this not knowing anything about it. The only thing I knew about it was, here's looking at you, kid. Uh, and we'll always have Paris. That, that's all I, all I went into this knowing. So yeah, no, I. It's a pretty good film. Which, what did you think? So you've seen this before, correct? I've I, I've probably seen it more than once before. I don't okay. really remember it a ton, which is why I really wanted to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, and like. I funny enough, I don't even remember the I now nowadays when I watch movies, I remember so many of the quotes, and like I didn't remember any of the quotes from this. Like when you were bringing them up before we started watching, I was like, I don't remember those lines at all, and those are the most notable lines in the movie. <laughs> uh, like I just remember pieces of the story of like the corrupt official. It's in Morocco. It's the French, the Germans, you know. So right, basically... stuff you can get from the synopsis. So, so my memory of the movie was kind of useless. Yeah, I'll say so. Basically, where I was having not seen the movie is where you were having seen the movie. Yeah, kind of. Um, just because okay. I probably saw it when I was like seven or something and sure. didn't fully acknowledge. Uh... I don't know if you could fully appreciate that film at the age of seven. Right. But it's not to say that you can't enjoy it, because it's a very funny movie. It is. Uh, I I was actually surprised at how funny it was and how there, funny it holds up. There are quite a few lines that like aren't played for laughs. They're hilarious in this film. I don't know. I think I think they are played for laughs, but it's just like nonchalant. Maybe. Because, like, all the corrupt stuff that's like, hey, that is illegal, and then the dude puts money in his pocket, and he sure. just walks the other direction. Sure. <laughs> like, that, yes. Like, it's a funny moment, but it's not funny in-universe. Like, right. No, that's fair. That's how I feel like that's It's funny as a passive observer. Yeah. Funny to the audience, not necessarily in... Right. In-universe. Uh, but, yeah, you think uh, she ended up with the right guy? <laughs> okay. So I know this is a, a joke at my expense uh, for a show that I'm Well, watching. a lot of people actually think she doesn't. I think she... Uh, a lot of people think she doesn't. That, that's, so I, that's a pretty I, big complaint about this movie, which is interesting. I don't necessarily think of it from her perspective that she ended up with the right guy. I think that he did that Rick did the right thing. I agree with you. 
So, so not necessarily like, oh, she ended up with the wrong guy or whatever. I think that Rick did the right thing in letting both of them go. And his line of, uh, which is another famous one, is uh, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but sometime in the future you'll regret, or whatever the, I'm not paraphrasing. Right, 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 right. But that you'll regret this. If she think, stays with him. If she stays with him, yes. Right. I think that perfectly explains it. Like, I, he, he did the right thing. Especially when he breaks it down to, like, the little squabble. Because throughout the whole movie, you kind of slowly start to think that Rick is possibly the most selfish human being <laughs> to walk the earth. Because <laughs> um, he's like, he was scorned by one woman, and now he lives a very depressed life, doesn't open up to anybody. And, like, even though, like, he's still doing good things, but he, like, is so such a shut-in uh emotionally but then uh when he makes that statement which is right next to the line you brought up about like the world is bigger than three little people's problems mm-hmm. and it is just like oh man yeah th- that's like the first time we really get to see who he is i mean because throughout the film he's always been saying like oh i don't uh whatever line is like i don't, I don't uh, the only person i care about is me right it's kind uh, of poor me poor me poor me also, <laughs> and, and at one point he does say a line. And I don't remember if it's to Ilsa or if it's to um, Laszlo, but he says a line like, "I think it's to Ilsa that uh, I don't care about the rest of the world." Right. That's, um, that's their problems. I I only deal with my my own problems. He makes a lot of statements, and, and I think that's what the movie does really well is that when he makes a statement of such gravitas like that, but he has made previous statements that don't mean as much and our lies like yeah. he doesn't stick his neck out for anybody he sticks his neck out for a few people throughout this movie <laughs> although i will say that we get shown pretty much uh i think for each time that that happens or at least the early ones how strange of a thing that is because the uh, corrupt uh, police official um right. says like wow like this is this is not what usually happens so uh, like we do learn that that is out of character for him Right, and so so maybe we're just at this moment where he's like finally giving up, and of course the moment you give up is the moment she comes back into his life, like uh, where he's like ready to come back. Like maybe, maybe if she doesn't show up, well, no, because what's his name, Ugarty or Ugarty, yeah, something like that. Uh, does he die before they show up? Just beforehand. Okay. Because because we get the line. Uh, Ugar dies and then she walks back and she walks in. I guess that's just. So, yeah, so maybe he hasn't fully come back from his dark place until she comes back into his life and he gets the closure on it. But again, that's like, it's pretty selfish that he's just like letting these people <laughs> die until his own problem is solved, but then ultimately making the most selfless of moves mm-hmm. and realizing that Laszlo's more important to the world than either him or the woman he loves right or even uh, her happiness he's even more important than her happiness which is a pretty powerful statement but i will say uh there's a lot of times and and this is a bit of a tangent but it's still about the movie there's a lot of different quotes from different films and, and shows that are remembered so like vividly but they're misquotes they don't they're not it's not actually said sure uh, and so there's one for this movie uh, that my, my stepdad says all the time. And he's like, you know, it actually was never said in the movie. And it's play it again, Sam. 
a line like people are like oh play it again Sam that line's never actually said in the film but it's like right right every time they bring it up I'm pretty sure it's a lot more like explicit like Mm -hmm. they say the specific song just about every time and well I think this I think this scene there is when he's like drinking and groveling and he just play it Sam but people quote it as play it again Sam interesting why do you think people do that I don't know it's it's is that the the I guess the pseudo psycho- psychological uh, Ma- Mandela effect maybe it's I mean like I guess it's one of those things that just like rules. one important person remembers it wrong and passes it on to society maybe maybe uh, or like someone ref like maybe another movie references it and then it as gets... play it again Sam and then and so that gets remembered right yeah maybe that might be it uh because there's also the the last line which the exact wording's escaping me now but uh i think you know I think the the really beginning of a beautiful good. friendship like another great line which it, is so I, funny i didn't i didn't realize that that was from this film so yeah i i'd forgotten about it also i also forgot that the what what is he he's not renal i i don't know it, what what was he a, a commander a chief of police chief of police i think because uh, he seemed like he was higher but uh well i don't know how big the but the oh man i i don't know i just for like how romantic this movie is it's so funny because <laughs> like after he sells his uh i guess it's a tavern right yep and <laughs> Renault is like yeah but they'll still uh they'll still let me gamble here right or whatever they'll still let me win that's that's what he says and he says of course and, and then you have the other things like when he needs to find an excuse to arrest Rick it seems there's gambling here and he so. gets paid off immediately from the yeah, fees of like, the gambling he's like uh what what are the cause for shutting this establishment it seems there's gambling on the premises here's your winning sir thank you right <laughs> everyone out yeah <laughs> yeah and so like the the comedic timing of uh, all that stuff is really solid um which i think really inflates the movie because it's a pretty serious film otherwise <laughs> so it's it's a romance film as well as comedy would you consider this a rom-com you know i think i might however i i i I do understand why people don't uh, describe no, it as a rom-com when they advocate for this movie. I hope there are no film buffs in the audience because you just really pissed them all off. Right. <laughs> I, I I understand why they don't. Uh, but like at its core, it's a romance and a comedy. It's a romantic comedy. But compared to what we describe romantic comedies as now, it's just a romance. Like you're you're right. The, the critics are right. It is just a romance. Just because there's jokes doesn't make it a comedy, you know? But uh, I do think there's enough jokes that I was cracking up throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah. you, you had a comment to me afterwards that, like, oh, how do you feel about these flashbacks? Because I, I talk so much trash about flashbacks in general as a storytelling method. Um, and there, I'll admit there's a few 
products that I really like. I like the way Watchmen does flashbacks. No, uh, the movie or the TV show? Both. Okay. Uh, TV show maybe does too many, but they all serve a purpose. I would say, don't you think like the the way this the story couldn't be told the way it was if they didn't have the flashbacks? Correct, and so, and that's definitely the way I feel about the TV show and the, the movie. Maybe. Uh, whereas these flashbacks, there were moments where I thought didn't need to be there, but having just a few moments of reflection about it by doing the flashbacks. So some people misuse flashbacks. Uh, I actually think the force awakens does, even though I don't like flashbacks in star Wars, but, uh, I think the force awakens does that flash sequence flashback sequence pretty solid, or maybe it's not amounts from different, like, sorry, not the force awakens in the last Jedi actually, um, with, uh, Luke and Ben, I think that shows us very quickly. <laughs> was that the last Jedi? What? Yeah, that was the last Jedi, wasn't it? It wasn't The Force Awakens, I don't think. Uh, I don't think they revealed that scene yet. Yeah, because that was the big explanation for why Luke was there. So, uh, I do think that, that that was done a little bit differently because we saw different... We saw points that were like, oh, Luke just tried to kill him, so that was done with that. And then we see a bit more explanation in a further one. And like, so we get several different flashbacks of the same sequence with more knowledge as it goes. And I think, yeah, that's done differently. So I can, like it's, it's more helpful to the story than hurtful. Now I think though, the repetition of it though, by showing kind of the exact same scene three times. Moderation. In like, right. And, uh, cause like knives out is another one that has flashbacks, but everything they tell you, they're telling it to you as if it's someone's memory, but it's actually just a straight-up flashback. Even though it's just their memory, it's just their perspective, but it's all factual. Uh, which is really helpful for who done it when we're all trying to piece together the facts. <laughs> uh, and so this movie, initially, I was kind of on the fence feeling that the flashback was unnecessary. However, I do think it gives explanation for the uh, here's to you, kid. Here Or here's looking to you. Here's looking at you, kid. At you. Please Thank you. Listen. Yeah, uh, everyone quote it the way I quote it, which is wrong. So <laughs> That way, 30 years down the line, we'll have a misquote of a... Yeah, and it will be my fault. Um, exactly. Here's looking at you, kid. There we go. Um, so, like, that's definitely a good explanation that we see it there. As like because then at the very end, even though the the times he says it in the middle aren't as important as when he says it at the end, yeah. as opposed to when he says it in the flashback. Um, it also flashback. fully explains that she didn't come with him on the train without just telling us that it shows us, mm-hmm. and, and that that's one time I can appreciate the because like sometimes you can get away with telling the whole flashback in a sentence. But I, but I do appreciate the show don't tell there. Right. Especially because, like, even though we see that flashback, we don't get the explanation of why that she doesn't go with him. That scene served us better than if we had just, like, been given exposition. Right. Yeah. Um, so. and, and maybe that that's the big takeaway is that we still are left, even though we, we see it, 
and we learn more details, more evidence about why he's so upset, why he's upset with her. Uh, but we still don't get the final answer until modern times where we actually have to see him deal with receiving that answer, which is that she was married all along. Right. Uh, which is nice because it's not like if we get that answer back then, then it it gives us knowledge that the protagonist doesn't have, which can be a good thing. But in this case, it works better that we learn it at the same time pretty much as he does so that we also feel his pain in the same moment. Um, we're getting really analytical into this one, folks, uh, as opposed to our DC talk from last week. Listen to two kids with absolutely no film knowledge. Hey, I took a class in college, so I'm an expert. Uh, that's a joke in case anyone is listening. I have college credit into film. (laughs) Yeah. I actually took two classes, but that's okay. It doesn't make me an expert. It just helped, uh, I was going to say stifle, but it's the opposite of stifle. Um, I really, we should do another one of these sometime and then get our friend, uh, Flyzik. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that'd be good. I know he's super into film. Our Uh, friend Isaac is much more into it. Gotta find out if he's got a good mic. Uh, cause that, that's real trouble. I mean, find a people with good mics in today's day and age when everyone is having zoom meetings, you'd think everyone would have a good mic. I do know that he is working on producing a film, uh, at the end of the spring semester. So. Ooh. Hopefully, he, good for uh, him. Managed to get that that done before uh, you know quarantines. Right, gives him more time to think about it. He can flesh it out. Yeah, he, uh, he told me the synopsis of it, and like over the course of like the two and a half minutes that he was talking to me, like my eyes just kept getting wider and wider. Like I was impressed. It just blew me away. All right, well, I'll I'll hit him up, uh, yeah. and I'll message him too. But so, do you? Uh, Casablanca, best movie ever? Question mark. Uh, I don't want to say that because there's a lot of other f- movies that are probably in contention with that that I still haven't seen. Okay. So I don't want to come out right and say this and then see something else and be like, this is the best movie ever. Then see something else and be like, this is the best movie ever. I will say it's definitely going to be up there because it's one of the all-time classics. Having now watched it, uh, amazingly funny and a very very good story um very good romance and you know you know what really impresses me that this came out in 1943 42 right 43 january 43. Oh, okay but this so this came out in the middle of world war Two, about world war Two, as you were saying earlier was, that's the middle of world war Two, yeah but i just i don't know they, they talk a lot about the concentration camps but i wonder if like the world really knew about the extent of what was happening in them at the time this was produced i think not because they are pretty like oh you escaped concentration camps oh we'll let them rot in a concentration camp for a year like yeah yeah it it seems like they're throwing that around whereas nowadays you'd be like we know the horrors that right it's definitely a lot worse than i'd say that's the hardest part to like really listen to in this film it's just their their casual mention of concentration camps which happens quite a few times yeah that 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 might be true. Uh, however, I will say that it probably is the greatest movie of its time. Of its time? Certainly its year. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when you go to its time, maybe you do like the whole decade. But if you're doing a decade, let's just not say the 40s, let's say like five years prior, five years after, then you're including like Wizard of Oz, which also is a really good movie. But I definitely think Casablanca is a lot deeper than, than Wizard of Oz, even though Wizard of Oz is a great story. Because uh, I believe that was 39. Could be wrong about that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but so, like, definitely of its time, it's it probably is the best movie of its time. Uh, I'd say another really good one uh, that I've been told to, to now watch is called Inherit the Wind. came out in 1960. You haven't seen In- Inherit the Wind? I have not. I have not. It's... Everyone can yell at me. Um, let, let me make sure... Oh yes, this is the Spencer Tracy. It, that is yep, Spencer Tracy, right? Yep, it is. Yep. I may have seen this. I don't necessarily remember it. You um, haven't seen Inherit the Wind. You potentially haven't seen Inherit. Wait, the Wind. is this the? This is about the evolution, right? Darwinism. Yes, I have definitely seen this movie. Uh, this is a fantastic movie. It's all coming back to me. Yep. Uh, it's really solid. It is really solid. Uh, talking How about you it. To... It handles the whole debate of evolutionism evolutionism evolution versus creationism in a pretty objective manner <laughs> um and then it brings in like the mccarthyanism of its time uh and it's got spencer tracy uh who else is in this movie uh frederick march gene kelly dick york donna anderson harry morgan uh, I don't know anything with Spencer Tracy. He's one of my favorite uh, pre seventies actors. <laughs> um, also, for for a moment, I I had a lapse when you said "Inherit the Wind" because I was like, "You mean Gone with the Wind?" I was like, "No, no, I don't." Um, which I really enjoy oh, that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, now that uh, one I have seen. It's a tad long to be like in the mood for that movie, but uh, it, it is really good. Uh, handling the Civil War and there's also a lot of good lines from that movie that are quoted constantly in society. Um, I'll think about it tomorrow, or something that I won't say on this because supposedly we're a family-friendly show. One would think that. One would think that they'd be wrong. Uh, and, um, so, but yeah, Casablanca, what, what made me really want to watch this initially is that how people were touting this most recent Oscars. And I suppose they do this probably every year, whenever a movie, a movie that's maybe supposed to win best picture actually does. And then people are like, yep, this is the best movie ever. Um, now that's not entirely what happened this year because there are a lot of people still touting for Joker uh, this last Oscars and Parasite came away with the win and I think like it's weird to compare movies throughout all time yeah it's a really hard Uh, especially because like Casablanca has had just almost a hundred years of influence now right so uh so so many things reference Casablanca it's such an innate thing to our society that you having never seen the movie still know of its uh prominence yeah Um, there was 
several things times throughout the film that I heard lines. I was like, no way. Like, I've heard this before. Didn't know it was from this, right? Didn't know it was from this, or that I've heard other movies, like, do plays on, on these lines. And, and now I, and now I like, see the origin of all that. So, yeah, no, I can absolutely see how, how big of an impact this has had. And I, I don't even, like, see the full scope of it, because I'm sure there are countless other properties that have have taken uh, from this, or taken lines and other things from this film that I, I've never even heard of. Right. I mean... No, it's incredible. Yeah, and so I definitely think Casablanca's probably... I'm not even going to say probably. Uh, Casablanca's in the top ten for best movies of all time. Uh, No question about it. Uh, What the other nine are may be up for debate, but uh, Casablanca's definitely up there. Uh, In reality, in order to be in the top ten, they're probably mostly older movies. Yeah. Uh, which it kind of sucks for like our generation because they're so hard to find. True. Because um, if your parents don't show them to you, who will? Um, and not everyone's like you and me, where we'll go out of our way to to go watch this movie just because people talk about it. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I I do think it's really interesting because like these are going to be touted as some of the greatest movies of all time forever. And in the next hundred years, I'm sure we're going to be given. There's going to be such great films that will come out, but won't make this list because the list won't be changing. That's probably Maybe. true. Like, we may have the best, the ten best movies of all time, but then like eleven through twenty, maybe more recent movies or something, or twenty-one right. through thirty. But the top ten will probably never change. Again, I don't have that list. I'm sure it is a hot debated topic because everyone has everyone has certain things that they like. But if there was a definitive top 10, like if that could be achieved, I don't know if that will change like in our lifetimes. I don't know if there's going to be a film that's released or one that has been released like in the past 20 or 30 or 40 years. What's weird though is it it has the potential to because like it has more potential than ever because when you think about it, Casablanca probably only was shown in America, give or take. <laughs> I have uh, uh, probably because uh, I mean it's the 40s so not a lot of people are going to movie theaters anyways in Europe yeah they're, they're time is um, actually or, or if they are they're seeing propaganda films one way or the other yeah and so probably the biggest market's America whereas now you, the, your market's the world your market's the entire human race potentially uh, so like, I am looking at IMDb's best list, and I can't spell. I mean, you've had that issue for a long time. I have had that issue for a long time. Stand by. <laughs> uh, or it's just not on this list, and I am spelling it correctly. Yeah, so it may not be on IMDb's top 250 movies. Now, those are based on their ratings, uh, which are really just the most critically acclaimed, probably. That's probably a better description for it. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder even what ranking uh, it would have. Oh, actually, now that I realize that there's only 50 on this page, even though it says 250. Uh, 
so let let's see what critics are saying about this movie because I, I I gotta think that they probably didn't. Oh, it's an eight point five, so that's definitely up there. I mean, well, while you're looking at that and rambling to absolutely no one, right? Uh, I just looked up the the budget versus box office for for Casablanca. Oh, interesting. Uh, had a bu- budget of, and it is it's an estimate. It's not quite right. No, no one know. Eight hundred eighty thousand to a million. Okay. So maybe just over a million. Uh, the box office return, as near as can be told, is anywhere between three point seven to six point nine million. Wow. So yeah, like let's put that to scale. I mean, we we talk. Well, I I prefer not to, but a lot of people talk about. Oh, a Marvel movie is not a success unless it breaks a billion dollars. There's only right. like ten movies who have done that. So, uh, just because a few have, <laughs> which is crazy that that is now like, this is the benchmark. Is you have to hit this, other you're not a good film. Like that's it's crazy. Yeah, it's an unrealistic expectation. Because, like I said, only like ten movies have done it. Half of them are Star Wars or Marvel. And then the other half are also high action movies anyways, which aren't necessarily the highest of brown movies. That's not to say, I mean, we obviously love them more than most movies. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently everyone else does, and that's why they're going to go see them. But uh, Casablanca and maybe even in its time, I, I don't know if that's a good box office return for its time. Well, uh, just to take into taking into account inflation, I'll give you a, a rough estimate of what it is, what it would be today. Okay. So, if this movie had been produced with this budget and this box office today, uh, it had a budget of roughly fourteen and a half million. Wow, that's pretty cheap. <laughs> uh, and it returned uh, at again. This was a three point seven to six point nine, so range at the low end, fifty six million. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely like a successful movie, no question. And at the high end, one hundred and three million. Yeah, so like, no, no question, successful movie. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's more people now, and again, this sort of movie would go to the world rather than just America. There's a lot more people going out and spending money. Yeah. Nowadays, than we're and we're. Well, I mean, I guess the inflation takes care of that, but it's true. Uh, uh, well, I gave out those numbers. Did you finish rambling and find what you were looking for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Casablanca on IMDb is an eight point five, which mm, I think it probably should be higher, but whatever. Uh, Ninety nine Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, see, and I I don't usually agree with Rotten Tomatoes. Normally, I think IMDb is closer to what I my opinion. Uh, but it just goes <laughs> to show you, I'm always wrong. Sure. Uh, so because we have to do it every week, um, Snyder Cut. Now, um, <laughs> it's new in movie news. A little bit about Snyder Cut. Uh, Welcome to this segment. It sounds like they're going. It will be more money than thirty million dollars, because okay. one of the Warner Brothers guys was asked about it, and he was like, "I wish it was thirty million dollars." And it definitely sounded like he wishes it was as low as that because he was so, worried about the financials. So maybe the 30 million was like our first hearing about it. And then now as like time goes by a little bit more, we keep hearing more and more details to like. Yeah. Okay. And it also well, some other news. Oh, go ahead. I'll say with maybe with more money, they are, are going to be more willing because what I had originally heard 
was that they weren't going to be allowed to do reshoots. It was just going to be for CGI work and like the actors could redub lines, but they would not be able to actually get in the costume and reshoot. So maybe if more money's going towards it, they might actually be able to shoot some scenes if need. Yeah, and they're still talking about it as if there's no reshoots. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Uh, because something else that just came out is Henry Cavill is back in talks with Warner Brothers to come back as Man of Steel, and uh, that's leading a lot of people with the knowledge that there's no reshoots. Why is he coming back as Man of Steel? Is there going to be a sequel? Maybe. Is there going to be an actual appearance in Shazam rather than a headless uh, image? <laughs> Now, this is kind of bringing back to the point that I think I'm. I don't know if I told you this. I don't know. I don't know if I spoke about this on this uh, podcast or if I just spoke to you, Josh. Yeah. But yeah, hearing that Henry Cavill's coming back to to play this role is kind of like a mixed bag for me, because sure, I'd like to see more of Henry Cavill play this character as long as you know he's gonna give it his all. If he's if he wants to play this character and wants to give it like if do make it be the best he can possibly be then sure i'm all for it but if he's just coming back like oh i'm just gonna make another film i'm not i maybe we should get a new act do you feel like his three three appearances yeah i'm not gonna count the shazam appearance because that's not him so uh the three appearances do you do, do, do those feel phoned into you i feel that he walked away from the project he he was like, you know what? I don't want to be Superman anymore. But he, he straight up put that. No, he straight up put down the suit and walked away. Sure, but and, and that was that, also after a movie that nearly destroyed. Now two of these people I'm about to mention uh, are kind of. I don't want to say immortal, but. Uh, they they can e easily transcend the news, and one of them is Henry Cavill. The other one being Ben Affleck. After Justice League, like seven actors' careers were destroyed. Yeah. Now Jason Momoa made it back with his own humor, and then they made they gave him an Aquaman movie real quick. Um, I guess that was already in production. the uh, The Wonder Woman movie was already in production, and those bo both nailed it, and so they recovered quickly. Ezra Miller never recovered. Uh, maybe that's in part to Fantastic Beast three taking so long, but uh, we're actually gonna get that. And Fantastic Beast two, I guess Fantastic Beast two came out after Justice League, and it's not a super huge role for Ezra Miller, even though like he is one of the main characters. There's not a he's not doing a ton of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot like the Justice League, interestingly enough. And then the guy who played Victor Stone, that was his first like acting credit ever, so he didn't go anywhere. Uh, and then, of course, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill are going to walk out unscathed because uh, they're both great actors. And, and that's why I feel like Henry Cavill is going to give it his all no matter what because I, I do think he cares about the character. He Now, even though... It, it, even if you don't like Zack Snyder's maybe uh, broody Superman, uh, Henry Cavill's still acting a ton out there. He, he is. He is he's, nailing he's that. Good, 
he's a good actor. He's he's playing Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher, which I'm very excited to see a second season. Um, he's doing a great job. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but just because they're a good actor, I don't. If they're not excited to play the role, if they're not interested in in doing that character justice, then I don't I don't want them in that role. I I don't think he. I don't think I, no, at no, least I, that I he'd like take the take it just for the money kind of thing. Okay, well, I again, I'm just I I hope and I I don't know if he will. I don't know the man. I from what I understand, he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he he plays video games like he's he's one of the cooler celebrities I know of. <laughs> That's um, true. Uh, uh, he's building his own PC, so there you go. But like, if you think uh, about it, he's usually the best thing in every movie he's in. Uh, because like even in like Mission Impossible Fallout, people never talk about the villains of the Mission Impossible movies. No. And they were talking about Henry Cavill. Spoiler alert, in case you hadn't seen Fallout. But oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but he he plays that role super good. And yeah. then uh, Man from Uncle was a movie I wanted to see because uh, it has Henry Cavill and Michael Fassbender. And I wanted to see it for Michael Fassbender. And a lot of people, from what I heard, talk about it because of Henry Cavill. <laughs> uh, as a quick tangent, uh, just doing a little bit of searching on Wikipedia, I found out at least what Wikipedia is calling uh, the Snyder Cut is it's just going to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ooh, that was interesting. I, w- I was wondering what it'd be called. Uh... Uh, now, again, this is Wikipedia. Not necessarily true, but if that gains enough traction, if... if that might be what they're at the heads are looking at, but I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League was not necessarily a bad time. I don't think they're gonna let it be called that. They should just call it the Justice League. The Justice, yeah, like Suicide yeah, Squad. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you just call it Justice League Extended Cut, and people just need to know that it's a completely different movie. <laughs> Uh, although it's going to be a TV show anyway so you really could just call it the same thing that's fair it's going to be a six part yeah and just do the thing that DC always continues to do which is just which I really respect is that they, they have started just acknowledging that people will have to be smart enough to acknowledge there are several versions of the Flash running around, several versions of Batman being developed, several versions of... Because, like, we're about to see Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson as Batman in the same year. That's true. And so people are just going to have to accept that these are two different versions of Batman, two different times of Batman, whatever the explanation they give for it. Now, I don't... I don't think there'll be two different versions of Batman. I think they're going to be the same version of Batman. What do you mean? I mean, just different types, because really, the... which is in itself a different version, but not a different version. It's just, I mean, I guess maybe. <laughs> I think that's. I think it's more, like, like on a technicality, it's a different version. Of yeah. Batman. Okay. All right. Like technically, sure, but, but not like, necessarily different universe. But, yeah, like it's the it? same, like one whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think we're going to get confirmation one way or another if it is. No, definitely not. But when that movie does very well, hopefully it does well, uh, and then, you know, they build off of it, they'll be, it'll be part of the DC 
extended universe, which we'll be officially calling. I don't know. And, and maybe maybe that will happen because like, I I don't think they have ever called it the DC extended universe. They, they have not. They've never uh, once called it. They don't have a. But maybe they they should. Sure. Maybe they should call it the DC extended universe, and then people like us who say DC TV. That that's also DCEU. Because it's the extended universe. It could all be in the same universe. Everything's we, canon. We the, I mean, we did get the connection in, in the in the crossover uh, with right. the Arrowverse. Yeah, with uh, Ezra Miller showing up. Yeah. And so just just acknowledge that everything's canon. I mean, you're already talking about all these versions. Now, now the word canon doesn't actually mean anything, but j just acknowledge that it can all exist at the same time, no matter how many incongruencies did they have. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Because, like, there's, like... If you go to, like, Animated Batman, there are, like, 30 different universes there's of Animated Batman <laughs> movies. Each one's own story. They have yeah. no continuity between them. Yeah. Uh, un unless you get into the animated universe. With, but... or, um, yeah, unless you get into the... DCAU, which right. is a thing. Yeah. Which is the DC animated universe. And there is continuity. There is canonicity with that. Which Especially is that Suicide Squad movie. Uh, yeah. It's canon. But yeah. And then uh, speaking of building universes, the Dark Universe is dead. Long live the Dark Universe. Woo. Uh, so Invisible Man did pretty successful despite uh halfway through being launched to uh streaming platforms although i guess people still had to buy them on streaming platforms anyways so or rent i don't know what the deal is supposedly invisible man was well received and uh financially viable so much so that they decided to start the next one and the next one that is being rumored is going to be the Wolfman, uh, with potentially Ryan Gosling. I'm excited for that. Uh, I I still want to see Invisible Man. I think they're all kind of going to be, just as the title dictates, the Dark Universe. I think they're all going to be horror movies from now on. <laughs> I don't see us getting another movie like The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh, I can't hear you, Ian, if you're talking. Uh, your your mic might have shut off. Or mine did. No, yours did. Mine did? Uh, hopefully this is still recording. <laughs> we'll, uh, I'll, I'll pause it here and we'll continue in a moment. Uh, okay, I, th I think we're back. Ian, you still with me? Uh, I'm still here. All right, very cool. All right, I don't know what just happened to my internet, but... Uh, it sounded like everything was still recording. So uh, what were we talking about? Wolfman? That no, Dark Universe might start being maybe exclusively horror movies. Uh, that's just my speculation. Okay. Because, like, the one movie... Well, I guess they wanted Dracula to be in it also, which was a pretty big action movie rather than horror movie. Uh, but, like, The Mummy isn't really i mean there's there's like a jump scare in the mummy and it's not a scary movie right it's it's a huge action movie mm 
uh, with incredible action set pieces that aren't that compelling anyways because we don't care that much. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but it looks like they're still trying to... Like I said, Dark Universe is dead. Long live the Dark Universe. They're, they're still crawling along. Gotta make money somehow. I mean, but that's not the only movie news we heard about. I mean, we've got some other things coming out. We've got more, more, uh, more like film cruiser deciding to start back uh, filming here shortly in the coming months. Oh yeah, we're, we're, what's yeah. starting back up? So I think we've spoken previously, and if we hadn't, if we hadn't, this is going to be new. If we had, it's a repeat. But we've got the bat. The Batman is going to be is allowed to resume production in the UK, uh, although. Which you hadn't heard about, uh, Fantastic Beast Three is officially allowed to resume production. Now, they're they're allowed to, like, resume, but I'm like, I'm still not sure we're ever to be getting this. Like three through five, I don't I don't know if that's gonna be coming out. Oh, I think we are. Come on, <laughs> I'm not the only one in this world that wants it. I swear. <laughs> I I don't know how how big the crowd is who doesn't want it, but that's that's definitely me. I'm a part of that group. I, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the Fantastic Beast uh, franchise because it's not about Fantastic Beasts. It's about Grindelwald. I I, I do agree. It's misnamed, one hundred percent. I'm all in for the story they are telling. It is definitely misnamed. I was saying, if you don't think it's misnamed, tell me what was Grindelwald's crime. I don't know. <laughs> or plural, the plurality. I I also think that movie was misnamed because like he doesn't commit any crimes in that movie other than his own escape like that's the only crime he commits him being evil maybe like oh i guess does he kill the baby or does he i I guess there's a murder of a baby but uh... i don't know if i've spoken about it on here but i i had i have and like an entire different direction that i thought that the fantastic beasts franchise should have gone where did you think it was going so i think that this should have been a collection of films just that are like set around the world because like with the wizarding world is quite large it's not just the uk sure and they went to america once sure (laughs) and so we could take we could go they're in france for the second one so they are doing this all these different places around the world and actually look at some of the fantastic beasts from the books from the book because this whole franchise is based on a single book which is like a textbook yeah textbook yes so so go to those locations if you want like film a movie in china use local actors local cat like whatever and it will give each of the movies a different feel and it will just be an anthology series it'll be really really cool yeah and then there's just like different not necessarily small antagonists but different yeah. antagonists in each one yeah that that, that would have been cool uh i will say they, they this world a lot more they are still doing that world traveler to a certain extent i mean Sure, we live in America, and America is not necessarily the the smallest, uh, like most niche location to go visit. But it is different than London. It's true. Uh, and I mean, and then they go to France in in America because so. rather unique. It's rather interesting. So, like, that's at least we do get to see some of that in, in these films. Right. Uh, yeah, I I do hope they continue to go to different parts of the world. I don't know how far they're going to go because i anticipate one of the movies is going to be in germany i mean it kind of has to be right <laughs> also the 
the last three films have to cover a period of like 14 years so yeah that's the other thing that's gonna be wild uh i didn't even know this movie had started production because of all the stuff that like is johnny depp gonna be in this movie that's a good question like is he allowed to be right i mean or are like, they without him where he could, then he'll like film them later maybe um because like of all his personal drama and so like at one point he wasn't going to be in any movies now he's allowed to come back like is he coming back for this movie or are we just gonna bring back uh who is the other guy don't remember his name um played who played uh, who played him the first time (laughs) uh oh the name escapes me Yep, but who knows? I mean, time will tell. Colin Farrell. There we go. It's one. Of, it's one of those things where I mean, given more time, we'll, more news will come out about it, and we'll bring it to you here, and we'll be the last place. Like you'll have heard about yeah. it weeks already, and then we'll figure out about it, and then we'll talk about it as if it's fresh. As if it's fresh. Yeah. Uh, but but I I am excited for this story. I'll, I'll admit it's misnamed, but uh, and the, the second movie was also misnamed. I think the thing that I, I say constantly is if it's good, then I'll, I might be excited for it. But I just, I wanted to see the first one. I was really excited for it. It was pretty good. Ended a little bit. Eh. And then the second one just completely lost me. I, no, I'm sorry. I'm not in this franchise anymore. <laughs> yeah, it became a lot about family drama and whatnot. And as someone who's a pretty big Harry Potter fan, I'm not a Potterhead, but I'm a pretty big Harry Potter fan. Do you think these movies should have been called Newt Scamander and the Crimes of Grindelwald? No, because Newt wasn't in it for the second one that much. <laughs> His role is pretty small. It's true. He d- it is limited. Even though he is the main protagonist, there's so much focus Air- on so Air- many. Yeah. This whole, this whole series has to shift towards the Grindelwald and Dumbledore connection and the inevitable fight that's going to kill his sister. Yeah, so I that's guess... The ship. And I, Newt's going to become less and less. He's going to be a footnote in, in in movie five. Yeah, but I guess that's the point, right? I, I don't know. It's because, like, maybe that's why it's not called Newt's Commander, because it's not Newt's story. It's just... But it's Fantastic Beast story. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is, but... It was written by, by Newt. <laughs> uh... He already wrote that in the first movie, so that that's over and done with. We we can move past that now. I don't know. I mean, I definitely like to see Newt Newt uh, end up. I don't remember Newt's the name of Newt's wife, but I'm pretty sure it's because I think it's his grandson that marries Luna Lovegood. Is that right? I thought Neville married Luna. I thought it was Newt Scamander's grandson. I don't know who Newt Scamander's grandson is. So that's news to me. I didn't know anyone yeah, in Harry Potter. It's it's uh, Rolf Scamander, the grandson of of uh, Newt. Okay, and he so. ends up with Luna Lovegood. I don't know. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't hear what you said. He ends up with Luna Lovegood. Uh, Rolf. Did. Huh. Was he in the movies? Rolf uh, Scamander. I don't think so. Or maybe he was, but like never called out. Never like, yeah. I don't know. 
like all the Potterheads are like that guy, that guy he's in the back. Definitely mostly, he's definitely mostly on a Pottermore. Yeah, uh, he's really fleshed out. But uh... see, but that's so fitting that Rolf has such a life, exactly like Newt. Part of these huge events in magical history, but a side character in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the series is named after him, or named after something he did. Right. Like. It's That's because they're Rolf's paying commander. homage to the little guy, you know? Yeah, it's not Rolf's commander. And, like, <laughs> uh, and the Sorcerer's and Stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's wild. What what else is starting up production that so, we know of? So just found out recently that uh, Jurassic Park. Ju- I keep saying park. We're we're past the park. We got to go bigger. Think bigger. Right. Jurassic 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 I, universe. Jurassic no. Island. <laughs> Not big enough. It's got to be bigger than an island, but smaller than a universe. Two islands. Jurassic two. Uh, Jurassic Archipelago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World three. Uh, may resume production in July, so it's not confirmed yet. But like, depending on how um, news about the virus happens, it may resume production in July. So, which is it's kind of cool. Um, how do you feel it, about this the this project? <laughs> Jurassic World three. Yeah. Do you, Do I, you see the second Jurassic World, the fifth? I saw Jurassic? the first. Okay. Uh, I don't think the first one's bad. I I think the first one's pretty good. Uh, from what I understand. Uh, this franchise is kind of, and I guess like, I guess it really started back with when it when it came back with Jurassic World. Uh, but this franchise is kind of going the same way the uh, Fast and Furious is. It has to be like bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, more ridiculous. Yeah, bigger explosions and I'm not saying explosions, but I'm just using it like as a trope. It's got to be bigger. It's got to be more vivid, more crazy, all this stuff. And I feel like that's kind of where this franchise is going. So this one, like, I'm expecting to be absolutely wild. Like, let's strap a jetpack on top of a dinosaur. So, uh, fortunately, I don't think that's what this movie is going to be. Then I'm impressed. Uh, because uh, I did not like... There were moments that I liked in... What was it? Fallen Kingdom? Uh, I think that's what it's called. There were moments, but otherwise, like, it is... They, it was advertised as the movie of, like, oh, now dinosaurs. So, way back when with Jurassic Park The Lost World we were told oh dinosaurs are coming to the mainland and they do once and then Jurassic Park 3 it's back to the island yeah. well the other island and then Jurassic World we do the whole park thing again and sure we've revitalized the franchise it was good enough great uh, we got actors that people like fantastic and then Fallen Kingdom Yep, we're taking dinosaurs to the mainland in some shady dinosaur auction of fake dinosaurs also. Like, dinosaurs are cool on their own. Why are we making fake dinosaurs? So, like, it, it's like a circle. We, we've, it's a cyclical cycle. We've, we've, we started out on an island, went to the mainland, now we're back on an island. Started on an island. The best cycles are cyclical, by the way. It's true, it's true. I did realize as I said that that I said cyclical cycle, which is... Uh, redundant um but always true it's true uh as opposed to non-cyclical cycles yeah i hate um, those yeah my my bicycles have square tires what else uh, would they have <laughs> so 
So you're expecting this movie to be back on the island or an island? Not back on the island. I, I am okay. expecting it to be uh, on the mainland, whether that's America or some other country. Only because uh, several months ago, I don't know if you saw this, but I thought I linked it to you when it came out. Universal came out with this eight-minute clip. I think it was eight minutes. Yes. And yes. it's about this family going camping, and it is so good. It's as good as the first Jurassic Park movie. And it was just this like produced little like mini story. Maybe it's not as good, but it's up there <laughs> for Jurassic Park topic. Uh, it's just this mini story of this family going in a camper and then, and like there's another people at this campsite and then uh, raptors attack or the T-Rex attacks. I don't remember, but it was so good. It captured the tone of a Jurassic Park movie flawlessly. And so did it cut out again? Oh man. <laughs> this is, I can hear you, Ian. Uh, you can't hear me. Um, are we back, Bueller? Bueller? You also, by the way, said another people. Another people. Other people at the campsite. We're back. Uh, sorry. Sorry about those lost connections. Internet's being a little weird. It's Pro the film box trying to take us down for... Yeah. Taking for down that. small media. I don't know. Uh, we're big not media. <laughs> yeah, big film. Uh, and here we are advertising the biggest of franchises, you know. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were talking about the the little like mini mini story. Yeah, so I I thought it captured the tone of what it, a Jurassic Park is really solid. There's a few jokes in it. Gotcha. But ultimately, it's a little scary. <laughs> like, which uh, I mean, they should be. Yeah, I mean, dinosaurs are terrifying creatures. Have you seen how small their arms are? That's the scariest part. It's true. I mean, don't miss me with that clever girl. Velociraptors are incredibly smart. I'm just saying, like, they've got tiny arms. And that's what's really scary. It's like Deadpool levels of tiny. And now, like, <laughs> Jurassic Parks, though, have gotten, like, crazier and crazier, like you said. Because, like... Now they've really turned into... Like, we have to sell toys. This is... Which is dumb, because dinosaur toys will always sell. <laughs> we... True. Like, why Why did you and I buy dinosaur toys? It's not like dinosaurs were getting big in the early 2000s, you know, in right. the late 90s. Like, dinosaurs have existed forever. So, <laughs> it's not like they all of a sudden become big. Di dinosaurs will always be talked about. No, I just, I don't know. It, it it feels like they're they really like, it's no longer just about movie sales, or ticket sales. We gotta we gotta get merchandising. Merchandising. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh but but I I've heard because of that eight minute clip, I feel like that was their response because a lot of people didn't like Fallen Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was their response that like, hey, we can come back from this. I like to think that's what it was. So they, they realize they went too far and they're stepping back trying to... I like to think so. I'm hoping. I'm optimistic about this one. I'm glad you are. <laughs> Someone's got to be. Uh, what's really interesting is uh, 
So also this one's going to be called Jurassic World Dominion, which again, if we're having world and dominion, you'd like it to take place on somewhere other than the island. <laughs> yes, that would make sense. Uh, Although, where do you go from Dominion if we're trying to get a, a sequel to this? Which I don't know if they're going to. I mean, Jurassic really Universe, great. right? Like you said, we'll, yeah. we'll throw them in space. Dinosaurs in space. Yeah. Instead of making spaceships, we'll just make dinosaurs that we can live inside. Space dinosaurs. Uh, but yeah, interestingly enough, uh, just because the it's only interesting because of the buzz around Rise of Skywalker. But uh, Colin Trevorrow is the director of Jurassic World Dominion. Yep. Uh, which I I don't know whether that's good or bad, but <laughs> it's a thing. It, it's a thing, and we'll we'll maybe get a glimpse of his directorial style uh, for this movie, because uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything directed by him. I can't name anything off the top of my head. Uh, oh, did he direct the first Jurassic World? Hey, there you go. Yeah, and that one's, like I said, it's not bad. Uh, there you go. And then I guess he was credited on The Rise of Skywalker or whatever. But uh, a bunch of other things that I've never seen. So I enjoyed Jurassic World. He's coming back. Although we could have the exact same thing happen in Star Wars where I liked Force Awakens, you bring JJ back, and I don't like the third one as much as I liked the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that could definitely happen. Uh, but because of the eight-minute clip, that that's the only reason, that's my only source of optimism for this. Gotcha. Is because they felt the need, they didn't need to put that eight-minute clip out. It's useless. Why did they spend money on this? I want to know how much they spent on that. Do we uh, have a budget for it? I don't know, but it's really solid. <laughs> uh, but they they spent money on it. They 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 put in the dinosaurs. You know, it's not like there's just like shadows, even though there's shadows for like the first half of it. But eventually, there's dinosaurs. And so they just, it's called the Battle at Big Rock. Okay. Uh, is what it's called. And it's it's so good. I need to rewatch it. Because it's just like Jurassic Park 1. Uh, Jurassic Park 1, I think, does a, a great job of introducing us to the world of Jurassic Park. But, like, Battle at Big Rock is, is like, the sequel you want <laughs> uh, even though I enjoy 2 and 3 and like I said I enjoy Jurassic World also uh, but Fallen Kingdom is a little ridiculous uh, with all the weird stuff going on because like the daughter's a clone I don't know it's weird <laughs> it's really strange uh yeah, they, they just need to accept that dinosaurs are cool on their own. Sure, the Indominus Rex, eventually you have to make that movie where you're like, oh, well, what if we make our own dinosaurs? You you definitely have to make that movie eventually. But, like, there's a lot of other movies you can make just with real dinosaurs. <laughs> Not real dinosaurs, but... Uh, yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. Like, 
you think there's like an organization that like trains dinosaurs for use in filming? Uh, you, you'd like to think so, like some sort of, a, well, I imagine the people who handle, handle all of the animal rights stuff for the film industry also handle the dinosaur rights. Because uh, reptiles and birds are animals too. They're people too, yeah. They're people too. <laughs> uh, Alright, so what? Do, do you have anything else? Uh, I, I hate no, to more. introduce a new topic while we're having so many connection issues. Uh, but, it's true, it's true, and hopefully, you know, the the people won't try and cut us off this time. Here, before you do it, just because, uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you're listening to us. We we love to get the feedback, and go like the Facebook page, Unanimous Indecision. Uh, we try and upload these every Wednesday, although I am thinking about moving it to Thursday, uh, just so that we can record because we record these in advance and I would like to record it a little closer to the day I post it. Uh, so some, cause like some of the news we get is a little old hat, but it's always at least half a week old, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's how it works. That's the issue. Yeah. Well, when <laughs> we have a set day for filming. Yeah. And so maybe eventually it's either a daily show or, it's just if something comes out worth talking about. It's an impromptu yeah. show. We could always do something like that, you know, a shorter little thing if there's a big, big piece of news we want to talk about quickly. Yeah, but I don't know. As of right yeah, now, I like do, combining talking the news with a movie review like Casablanca. Casablanca has nothing to do with Jurassic World 3. I mean, maybe there's a ton of references. Who knows? Well, I but... wonder how many, like, uh, what's that called when you're like, uh, Six six steps of uh of I don't know whatever the connection is like the nice. idea that uh, yeah I, <laughs> let me completely butcher this uh but I wonder how many connections there are between Casablanca and oh uh, degrees of degrees um, of separation yeah 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 that's one thank you for helping me yeah I got you I, I completely gave that to you by coming up with <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit uh it's true it's true so so what's this last one go rate review subscribe while you're at it yeah. And let us know if you want to do, want to, you know, would like an episode, maybe something shorter if it's like some, uh, some something new comes out in news. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got one last thing, uh, and so far this is not confirmed, uh, but it's been hitting a lot of hubbub around uh, the internets. So uh, are you well, saying this is like on the the scale of Solo Two? Uh, how how likely are we getting to maybe? Solo Two maybe. is completely fan desired. Okay. So this is. <laughs> This this is more realistic than Solo Two. Okay. Uh, I'd say like if Solo Two is a zero and and like the movie just released is a hundred, we're probably at like a thirty-five to forty percent. That's pretty high. Yeah. That means like they're writing a script or something. Like potentially, potentially. And I think Solo Two might actually have a script because they so, were initially planning it. But if you're calling that writing a script, I'd say maybe like a thirty. Uh, but this is highly like fan. It's it's unofficial, but it's it's. There's so much talk about it that there might be something up there. Uh, Alita Battle Angel maybe getting a sequel. That, that's really exciting because I really like that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a pretty good one. Uh, source material is pretty good as well. Uh, there's a – and this I wasn't aware of. There's a huge following of this movie. Really? So much so they've given themselves a name. What? Yeah, they call themselves the Alita Army. I'm joining. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about this, but yeah, there's a huge group of fans for this, and they've been clamoring trying to get a sequel. And 
I I think they've swayed like they've persuaded some people. Because the, uh, this is one of the movies that I think. Uh, what was the other movie I said was like this? Was it like this in what way? Uh, that I feel like it was one of the Marvel movies that I said that the worst part of the movie is the credits. <laughs> because you want more of the movie. The movie doesn't have an ending. Like. Yeah, this one does. The uh, this Alita Battle Angel does not really have an ending. Like it has a happier moment it's happier than the original source material uh, <laughs> that, that ended very drearily but it doesn't conclude no it definitely like, sets up a sequel and so potentially we're getting a sequel uh and potentially uh, allegedly with as many air quotes as i can possibly give it yeah uh, we're gonna get see we're getting a sequel titled alita fallen angel i'm so excited for this uh, which yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Cause I, I, I really like. <laughs> it's one of those movies that like it doesn't necessarily look the best. Like you can see some of the CG in a lot of it. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of CG in this movie. It's like ninety percent. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, even does despite the CG not looking fantastic, because the story is so rich, it transcends its medium. I guess. Because, um, like, so much happens in the movie. Plus, I want to see some more of that sport. What was it called? Like, Gutterball? That's what I'm saying. I was like, you can't just end there. I want to see this race. Like, like there's still a race to be had. You created a sport. It's like with Quidditch. You created a sport. that Now I want to, like, actually see some of it. Like, we've never gotten to see, like, a fully played Quidditch match. Like, to, in its entirety. Uh, we've never. I feel like we come pretty close in one of the first ones. Because, like, they're constantly showing the, the ticking of the score. Right. but like I think it I might mean, be the first one, even. I want to see an ESPN-style, like, we're covering this game, Quidditch match. That would be really uh, cool. Just, like... Could you think, imagine like, the new I'd era... The new era of sports movies are fictitious sports? I'd watch it. I'd straight <laughs> up watch it. Um... We this could have like a whole fantasy. fantasy. It, it's it's like the WWE. It's all well nowadays, uh, where it, it ends up being all scripted, but we still ha are devout followers of it. <laughs> uh, this this so like the Gutterball in Alita Battle Angel, uh, Quidditch with Harry Potter, or I guess the Wizarding World. Yeah. Uh, there's another one, and I don't know if this is gonna be an old. This is like a, a deep cut, uh, and I don't remember the name of the sport. But it's the sport from uh, Tower, which is a live-action show from Cartoon Network. From like Tower, Tower what? Tower Prep. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, and it's like hockey on rollerblades with three that... different teams. It's like full contact. Three different teams at the same time. Yeah, it's something. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's played in a circular arena. Um, I'm pretty sure there's like, like a violent movie. It isn't like rollerball i don't know <laughs> kind but, of the same concept that's that's something that like these these are just fictitious sports that you know i want to see more of but yeah so we might potentially be getting uh, an elite battle angel sequel uh which would be really really cool uh did you have any news that you had found you want to talk about uh we i already got through all of mine but i'm really stoked for that uh yeah, definitely. alita fallen angel if that's true yeah, true uh, yeah because i really liked the whole cast and 
the story was there. I just want to see the end of it, but I do want to see more of the sport too. I want <laughs> I want a whole spinoff just for the sport. And that's what I'm saying. Like, oh man. But maybe one day. I I do think there there is something to that. That one yeah, day. There's a demographic of people who'd want to watch that. The thing is, we've never seen, like, a sports... Even a sports movie doesn't show a full sport. Like, a, uh, a full event of a sport. Like, you're not going to go see We Are Marshals, a football movie, but they don't show a full football game in it. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, and so, like... Because at the end of the day, they only show the highlights. So to show an actually full sport, like... It would pretty much have to be a full CG film, and it's just the the length of the sport is however long the movie needs to be. So if there's 90 minutes on the clock, it's a 90-minute movie. Right. Um, and everyone is CG, and I, I guess. Maybe there's mocap or something. Uh, otherwise, it's just... Um, foosball characters playing soccer kind of thing uh but it would be really interesting to have a whole fictitious thing developed and then constantly produced in such a way that you could have like even though it's scripted you could have like fantasy leagues for it or something right uh because like it'd definitely be easy to make a fantasy league for quidditch like that's easy uh, because of how well defined positions are in the scoring and uh what sport do you want them to make a movie out of that doesn't exist uh otherwise Ian thanks for joining me as always uh yeah. sorry about the connection issues sorry to you guys about the connection issues of course uh hopefully really yeah hopefully next time is better this is the first like big error we've had in a while so I think, I think we we it all built up to this one, right? Uh, but otherwise, like I said, go rate, review, subscribe. I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll catch you next time.